Episode 25. Uh, it's it's a marathon here. It's a slow crawl. You know, we're going we're going for 50. We got to 25. You know we got we got the quarter. We got 25, and now we're going for 50 here. We just we just keep on rolling. What's going on, guys? I am your host as always, Dan Brosman. And God, people are just still losing their damn minds here, man. Super Mario Brothers sealed, blah, 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 goes for $2 million. <laughs> it's, it's just, is this for real? Is this for real? I This is the last time I'm going to talk about any of this stuff. Um, this episode this is the last time. Uh, I'm just done with it. Big time. Um, well, uh, there's a Miko news. Uh yeah, we're gonna get to that here in a minute because I'm really over that too. Um, Disney uh, unveiled its uh, new uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser adventure. I don't know what else you call it. It's a mile long, but um, yeah, that's that's been some big Disney news, and I already. I already knew something was going on with that, but I didn't really know what it was until until recently. Um, Quake's getting a remaster, which is awesome. It's a classic. I mean, who doesn't like Quake? Uh, yeah, Polymega has got a little bit of news there. Uh, you could tell that Polymega is feeling really confident right now in themselves because I have seen more... Uh, Twitch, or not Twitch, but Twitter postings that I've seen in the last five years of, with these guys. Or it's pretty much the same in like the last two weeks. So, you know, they're they're feeling, they're feeling good. Um, and we got some other things we're going to talk about. Nothing, nothing too major as far as those, but um, hope you guys are doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I am ready for this heat to be over i live in the midwest and it's hot here and it's humid and i know out west it's been even worse you know i you hear these people around here this time of year that are like you shut your mouth you know to the people that can't wait for winter time and all this let me tell you something let me tell you a little bit to those people that that don't want the summer to end you shut your mouth all of you guys that are complaining about how you don't want the cold and you can't handle the cold and blah, 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 what does it matter? It is so hot and humid here. Right now, you're the same place that you're going to be when it's cold out. You're inside, and instead of air conditioning, it's going to be the heat going. So give me a break, guys. Unless you got a swimming pool in your backyard and you're out there. I am so, I am so done with the summer at this point. And a lot of that has to do to the job I do is factory work. So it is balls hot in there. So always, always ready this time of year for, for the fall. I love the fall. Who doesn't love the fall? And I feel bad for all those people out West that don't get the, the changing of the seasons like we do here. I love the fall. Who doesn't like a hot cup of coffee in the morning on a rainy, crisp, morning in the fall out on the front porch come on man i'm telling you ah oktoberfest beers come on the fall is the bomb diggity what are we going to talk about here let's talk about these dopes that keep spending millions on stuff that's not anywhere close to millions so somebody bought a super mario brothers for two million dollars and no and it was sealed and what else was special about it then? Well, absolutely nothing was special about it. But you have this group of people now that are finding different things to invest in. And evidently, video games is the thing that they're investing in. 
And this was sold to an anonymous collector, but it was sold on a on the Rally Collectible site. And I had to look this up because this is new to me. I, 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 I've kind of heard on other podcasts about, you know, how people will buy chunks of games, like pieces of games, which is so weird. This is so weird. And I guess... I guess that investors do this with other things, but to say, okay, I don't own this game. I own like, like 3% of it. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So then if it goes up in price, then you sell it and then the people, and then I guess the profits get divvied up depending on how much of a percentage of how much you own of this game it's just so it's so ridiculous to me at least no it just is ridiculous and so i went on rally's website because it said it was sold on rally's site um and this is what it says on the front page it says rally is a platform for buying and selling equity shares in collectible assets together we really make Investing behind ideas, emotions, and communities safe, easy, and accessible. What are you talking about? Investing in emotions and ideas? What are you talking about? That sounds like just a bunch of hot air to me. <laughs> and look, good luck. Because, like I keep saying, at $2 million, how much meat is left on the bone? I mean, I guess, I, and I keep saying that, but, you know, now I said that with the $1.5 million, whatever it was that sold a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. And I'm like, well, you know, how much meat is there on the bone? Well, now we're at $2 million. If I mean, this world is full of dumb people. And if you are spending that money, you are dumb. You are dumb. And because and there's no way... In God's green earth that I look at this stuff and I'm like, dude, that is totally worth that money. No. Mm-mm. Not even close, Jack. I don't know. I just, I know I came in kind of hot on this one. I'm just so annoyed with this. I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm saying this is it. I don't care. If something goes for a billion dollars, so be it. Whatever, guys. But you're not going to hear it from me. I and I'm sure, you know, as soon as one of these things sells like this for crazy amounts, everybody's in on it, talking about it. But it ain't going to be me because, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I, I just kind of mentioned this one right here. The kind of, hey, I'm closing the door on this. This is it. You know, that's a it's a different world that I just don't understand. And, and, and with all that money going back and forth, you know, if people have money like this, isn't there other things better that they can do with this? Like donated to organizations to help people. Not buying a piece of a video game that's, that's you know, overvalued by like a million dollars. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. But if you are the people, any of these people that have spent a hundred thousand plus to a million, two million on these games... Lean in here. I want to tell you something. You are an idiot. That's all I'm going to say. Over and out. On to the next item, which is another thing that I am over and done with here. But I'm going to mention it because <laughs> I guess I'm going to mention it. I don't know why. The Amico, the Intellivision Amico, it, the release date got pushed back. It was supposed to come out in October. Everybody knew this was coming. Everybody knew this was coming. The writing was on the wall, you know. Uh, for some reason, about two months ago, everybody, every YouTuber and dude with a mic just started doing rock bottoms on these guys. And I think a lot of it has to do with Tommy because Tommy's just such a vocal guy out there. And sometimes I'm just like, Tommy, why don't you just give it a rest for a little bit? Go lay low. Go lay low. You know, I mean, look at Polymega. Polymega laid low for a long time. Aye. But, um, so they're pushing back the release date, but they didn't say exactly when they're pushing back the release date, which is, 
I don't know, to me, a little odd and concerning if I was somebody who was invested in this. But this is part of the, the announcement that came out on, uh, on Twitter. It said, we originally planned to launch uh, Amico in the fall of 2020, but had to adapt during the midst of global pandemic, disrupting our production despite our best efforts and now facing new unprecedented international component and supply logistic challenges beyond our control. We want to apologize. We are forced to push back our desired launch date yet again. In spite of these supply hurdles hampering our ability to fill all orders, we are focused and determined to deliver pre-order units by the end of the year. This will also allow us more time to optimize our operating system for the future game development. We want to ensure that those who have uh, anticipated the Miko for so long get a chance to enjoy it as soon as possible. Of course, we will keep our customers and interest, uh, interested parties informed and updated on our continued progress. Um, so, yeah, this is the last time I'm really going to talk about them in, unless it actually comes out. Um, you know, I... I I really have a hard time believing in a lot of that. And, um, you know, a year ago when I really started talking about this, or it wasn't even a year ago, it was probably in, in during the wintertime when I started talking about the Miko, despite what everybody else was saying in the pylon, I, I did honestly believe that this thing was, I, I believed it was already going to be out and this thing was legit and, and blah, blah, blah. And I... I didn't think it had as many problems as I think it has now because I don't, I, my feeling is, is that yes, there is probably still issues with getting the parts and supplies to make these things. But I think the bigger issue I'm starting to worry about, uh, as far as this thing coming out is, um, the development of, games and trouble with the controllers i think this thing has a lot of problems that they still have to figure out i really do and i and i know a lot of people like to to, to badger these guys and i'm not trying to do that you know and just because these guys just keep badgering them it doesn't mean that everything they say probably isn't true and i think that i really think that there's something going on here that really speaks to to how far along this thing is in development i don't i don't think this is the problem here isn't or the issue here isn't nearly as much getting the parts in the pandemic i think it's the development of this thing i don't think this thing is ready to go for final you know for the final you know manufacturing i don't and I really, it really worries me, you know, for these guys that pre-ordered. I know there's a lot of guys out there and, or people that are just really looking forward to this thing. And God, I, I just feel so bad for them. And I know that, that most of them realize that when you invest in something like this, it's a crapshoot, but it's still disappointing, you know, for those people. Um, I really hope you guys get this, um, if it comes out before the end of the year for you guys, God, I, you know, if I was a betting man, I'm, I'm probably going to have to say no to that. Uh, I could be, I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? I mean, who really knows besides them? But I, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like there might be a little bit of a panic going on there, you know, trying to figure, uh, you know, Hey guys, when are we going to get this thing out? Good luck, guys. You know, I, I hope it works out for you. But, yeah, that's going to be the last time I talk about the Amico for a while. I got a email from Polymega. Uh, send out uh, emails for address verifications prior to shipping. Um, and I've gotten one of these before. <laughs> it's almost a year uh, ago. I, what was it? In, it was supposed to launch last year in November which was one, it was, it wasn't, that wasn't even the original launch date, but it was November. And I remember the week, week or two before it was supposed to ship out, they sent 
this email. And then like a week later, they're like, yeah, it's going to come out in March. <laughs> so I got this email and I was like, cool. And then my other part of my brain was like, eh, I guess. It's, is it going to come out? I think it's going to come out. I think it's going to come out. But there's another thing here that's funny. And this is this kind of a short, short little thing here uh, with Polymega. But um, they had a, I mentioned um, them being on Twitter a lot more now. And one, <laughs> one of the posts they put out there, and I don't know if this is them trolling people or if this is actually for real. But here's what they wrote. They wrote, the ship carrying the first container of Polymegas has been spotted off the coast of California. We're now giving ourselves permissions to be excited, and you should too. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're trolling people here. I, I say this because they announced the release date without actually having the consoles in hand. And either they're trolling people just trying to mess with all these people that have been complaining, or it was just a bad decision to make any announcement before you actually have in hand. If, and if that's true, God, if this last couple of years have taught us anything is to not assume as far as anything with electronics goes, that anything's solid until you have that thing in your hand. And that's rings true with me getting this machine. I will believe that it was shipped when I am holding it in my hands. When I open that box and it is actually touching my skin. So, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> it's just like, because, you know, of course, everybody in that, that Twitter stream was like, are you serious? You don't even have it yet? And I'm like, are they trolling these people? Or is that for real? I don't know. But Polymega, I am excited. I've always been excited. We've all been excited. You just haven't noticed because you weren't around. <laughs> you, you were... I don't know, in a fallout shelter somewhere. Uh, Disney World. I love Disney World. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Disney World. And it's going to lead into where I'm going with the next topic. Uh, when I was growing up, my parents loved Disney World. My my dad still does. My mom, unfortunately, is is no longer with us. But God... If there was one place in this world that she loved to be a, 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 more than anything, it was Disney World. My mom used to always call herself a Disney nut. And um, so every couple years, my parents would save up for two years. And every couple years, that's when we'd go on like our vacation to Disney World. And it was great. I, I love Disney. It's a great place. I will say, though, it had been a while since I'd been there. And I went there, was it two years ago? Going on two years ago, we took my son. And Disney, it is, it is, it, it is a certain kind of thing all into itself. And if you've ever been to Disney, you know what I'm talking about. It's expensive. Man, is it expensive. And it, but it's expensive and it's wonderful and it's crazy because there, there are so many people there, and there, it, it, everything is going to cost you an arm and a leg. But the service and what you get with it is is phenomenal. They will bend over backwards for you. And when I say Disney's a thing all to itself, it, I just don't know how to explain it. It it. It, it can be the greatest thing ever and it can be the worst because of the pricing and because of, you know, trying to get on the rides. When we went this last uh, two years ago, it was so difficult to get on a lot of these rides because of these things called fast passes where you get three a day. You have to literally you have to plan your days ahead in time every day. You have the time when you eat 
when you go on certain rides, if you can get on those rides with a fast pass, which means you get three fast passes when you go, and then so you can schedule a time to go as long as there's times available. Otherwise, you're waiting in line. And because of these fast passes and people cutting in front with these fast passes, the regular line grinds to a halt. And so if you don't have a fast pass and this is a popular ride and you want to get on it, you're screwed. You're not getting on that ride unless you go like to an early when the park opens early and there's not a lot of people there or blah, blah, blah. But I mean, Disney is crazy. It is it is not what I would call a relaxing vacation. It's a vacation where you're nonstop doing shit. Um, so, you know, now Disney owns Star Wars. And, you know, that's kind of been a love-hate relationship as far as I go. I've talked about Star Wars and Disney uh, many a times on here. Um, namely, my not-so-much-love-for-what you know, Catherine Kennedy and and Disney has done to the saga films. But it was like, I want to say maybe a couple years ago, I started hearing, you know, Disney's going to make a Star Wars hotel and it was going to be in in the shape of like a an actual star cruiser, like a spaceship. And I was like, that's cool. You know, thinking that it was just going to be another like another one of the resorts and they got they got super nice resorts out there okay um so i was like oh okay so you know like you know you can go to polynesian and that's kind of like your luau kind of place or you got you know um like the beach and yacht club and that's kind of like the ocean kind of motif and and the grand floridian which is you know beyond what i can afford but like you know, that 1920s opulence or whatever. And now you're going to have, you know, the Star Wars Star Cruiser, which is, you know, everything's going to be Star Wars themed. But that's, so they so they came out like two or three weeks ago and said, hey, this is coming out next year and it's not going to just be a hotel. So let me let me tell you what I'm talking about here. So this is called... The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and it's a two-night immersive adventure. And uh, I'm sure you're going, well, what does that mean? So basically, in a nutshell, what this is, is it's just not a hotel. I mean, it is a hotel too, but it's it's not like you go to the hotel and then you check in and then you just go to the, go to the different... Um, uh, parks. I mean, I suppose you can, but that's not what this is really about. So you go there, and as soon as you check in, from the minute you check in, you're like immersed in this like Star Wars world and kind of like a storyline that unfolds over the next two days. Okay. And we're going to get more into kind of how this, how this goes um, from what I understand online. Cause like I said, this isn't out until next year. Um, so I'm trying to think where I want to go with this first, because there's points I want to make, but I don't really know how I want to do this. I keep, well, first of all, let's talk about, let's talk about the pricing here, because this is the big, this is the one that really just makes me scratch my head here. Okay. So. You know, screw that. We're not going to do the. We're not going to do the pricing first. First, I want to. I, I want to. We're going to go over like what actually you get when you're there. Because then I want to. I want to see if if this is really worth it. Um, so this is what happens here. So I'm reading, and they have this on their website, the Disney World uh, website. And so they give you like an example of the itinerary once you show up. So you show up and it says day one, you arrive at the terminal at 1 p.m. So 1, 1, 1 p.m. So the day is already half over day one. okay. It says 115, you're in a launch pod to the Star Cruiser, whatever that means. 
Then 145, you have a ship orientation. Three o'clock, you have light refreshments. 3.30, asabic lessons, which I have no idea what that is. Muster at 4 o'clock. Captain's uh, reception at 4.30. And dinner featuring live music at 5.30. Okay. And then it says at 7.15, there's an outer rim regalia, which I don't know what that means either. And then it says right in there, it says unexpected story moment. It says, for example, you might... Uh, prove your mettle to join an elite smuggling ring or hide a stowaway to help the resistance. And that's like at 7.30 this happens. So, you know, everything's planned out here. And they kind of inject you into a storyline. So, but before you even get into that storyline, you're already deep into the night. Like 7.30, you're already, I mean, you got there at 1 o'clock and now this. It says 8 o'clock, you have bridge training. And then 8.30, like, special Arboretum Entertainment. So uh, there is nothing there in that itinerary that's really blowing my skirt up right now. Day two. 7 o'clock is breakfast. Then at 8.15, you take a transport shuttle to Batu, which which I think is is what they're calling the, the uh, part of the MGM Studios Park where that's Star Wars. I think that I, I've been there. It's actually really cool. And then it says at 845 Star Wars uh, Rise of the Resistance. Um, whatever that means. And then, you know, at 930, it says another story moment. You know, you broker a deal with a heist or arrange to steal the ship from the first order, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those are just all examples of what it could be. <sighs> 10 o'clock. Uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, and then lunch at Docking Bay 7 at 11.15. And I know I'm kind of reading over this, but I just want to, this is what they're telling you, like what you can kind of expect here. Transport shuttle Star Cruiser at 12, to Star Cruiser at 12.40. Lightsaber training at 1 o'clock. Droid racing competition at 2.30. Build model shift at 3 o'clock. Sabic tournament at four o'clock. I have no idea what Sabic is. I, I I don't know what that is. Cocktails and sublight lounge at five. Taste around the galaxy dinner at five thirty. Oh, and then there's another story moment at seven thirty, and then it says ten o'clock a spectacular finale. Day three starts off with a breakfast at eight thirty. And you launched uh, a launch pod to terminal at 9.30, and your experience is now over. Okay. So, I'm willing to bet you it is a lot cooler in person than, than me just talking about it. I would hope. I would hope. Okay. So I just told you like what their example of two days here would be. And of course, like, the okay, so and then you stay there in the rooms and the rooms actually have windows, but you're not looking outside. It's actually like you're looking out into space and there's ships that fly by and, and it must be like a like a big like TV screen or something Um but it looks like you're actually on a star cruiser and everything is a hundred percent star Wars. And that sounds awesome. I mean, that really does sound pretty badass. I mean, if you're a star Wars fan out there and you're not going, that sounds pretty badass. Then I don't know who you are. You ain't a star Wars fan. Okay. So now that I've said all that, so now we have some sort of an idea of what to expect when you get there. Here is the pricing. The, uh, for two guests per cabin, so like it's just a couple, it is $4,809 for two nights. For the two nights. If you have three guests, it's $5,299 for to two nights. And for four guests, let's say you have, you know, 
you and your wife and a couple and a couple kids, five thousand nine hundred and ninety or five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, six thousand dollars. Guys, six thousand dollars for two nights. And when you get there, you've already half the day's already gone. It's one o'clock. Guys, I ask you, out of that itinerary that I just read from their website, if you have a couple of kids and really want to go to this, are you telling me that that is worth $6,000 for two nights? Hell no. Look, like I said, I am, I, I am sure that this thing is amazeballs when you're there and in it and, you know, with the actors and whatever kind of thing you're doing and it's just all Star Wars and I, you might even get like like costumes to wear while you're there depending on which side you decide to be on because it does say that you can, as far as the storyline that you're in, You can decide if you're with the Resistance or the First Order. And that's cool. But to say that that for a family of four, or or even 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 just even just two people going, it's it's forty eight hundred dollars. Ah What are you talking about, guys? So that being said, who are you catering to here? Who is going to buy into this? So, because, and this is where I think Disney went tone deaf with this. Because, look, I it is no, it is no secret that Disney, to go to Disney World is so expensive. When we went a couple years ago, we hit over $3,000 lickety split. And that was us cutting corners on where we were staying and and whatever. And it was still, I mean, and that was like, like I priced it out, like what I really wanted to do. And I was, I was at, you know, five before I blinked an eye. And I was like, okay, we got to go back and redo some things here. Because I am not dropping five thousand, and it's not a fact of I can't afford it, but I'm not willing. To, I, you know what kind of uh, no vacation? I, that's like three vacations or two vacations. That's crazy. Six thousand dollars, guys. I keep saying it. Six thousand dollars? No, no, no. I mean. You would have to let me fly the actual Millennium Funkin' and blow up an actual Death Star and, like, save the universe in reality for that to be worth $6,000. Okay, so let's come down to reality here, folks. And for those of you at Disney, let me me give you a little, little dose of reality here as far as this. When we went to Disney, we had this thing planned for months and months and months. Just the three of us, you have to plan ahead, buy a whole bunch. We wake up the morning to fly to Orlando, and my son is sick with croup. His sheets are soaked, he's got a fever sky high, and now we're not going. And now it's a mad dash to push this this thing back, okay, and, uh, and and luckily we got the insurance so we could do that. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is, and we ended up going, uh, I think like three days later. But what I'm saying here is, is if you are going with kids and the younger, the more sketchy it is, things happen that you don't account for, you know, they get sick or, you know, something happens where they don't want to do stuff or they just aren't feeling it one day and, you know, this and that. And and if you're a parent out there, you know what I'm talking about. You know, kids don't go along with the program all the time. They just don't. It It's just part of 
being a parent and dealing with kids and them growing up. And they just don't. They just don't. So if you're going to drop like $6,000 on this or or five or four or whatever, that and you're taking, you know, let's say, I don't know, anything under 10, like age-wise, kids under 10. That is a big gamble because this whole thing is predicated on you going and doing all these things because that's what this thing is all about is you get off this thing and you're going on an adventure and now at this time we got to be here and this time we got to be here and blah 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 your whole day and I know they say that you don't have to do that but but mofo you just spent six thousand dollars so we are going to do that because otherwise you're just paying just to, to, to not do this stuff because the money the money is really in the experience and not just to be there. At least that's what it seems like for me, because I mean, it's in, it, it is in, it is in the the description here. You know, it's the, a two night immersive adventure and in to get your money out of it, you, you're going to have to be immersed in that adventure. And kids don't always want to be immersed. <laughs> They don't always want to be immersed in what you got going on. And I just look at this and I go, how many parents are going to dole out this money and end up sitting half the day in a hotel room because the kid's not feeling it? Or like maybe the mom sits back with one of them and the dad goes with the other. And so now like, you know, not everybody's getting the the full experience. It, It happens. It have it, it's it's you know it's it's raising kids, and boy, that's an expensive miss out. And who's gonna pay this? Because now, with having it that price, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that the price isn't warranted for what you get here, as far because well, as far as the itinerary I read, that's not worth it. But I got to believe that Disney, once you get there and experience this, that you're going to feel different. That being said, who is going to be able to afford this? Because now you're at that price point, you're cutting a certain amount of the populace out. And Disney, you're already cutting a certain amount of the populace out with just how expensive it is to go to Disney World anyway. But at least on that and, and just a regular Disney trip, there are certain hotels you can go. There are ways to be able to go to Disney that are affordable for people that don't have a lot of money. It's still going to be expensive, but there but it's there are ways of people really want to go that don't have a lot of money. And then you have people like me who doesn't have a lot of money, but I'm not poor either. I have the money where I could do this. But in my mind, I'm going, dude, you know, my... My, my patio in the back. My patio in the back. A couple of years ago, costs cost almost that amount of money. I'm like, do you know what I could do with six thousand dollars? Do you know what other kind of vacation we could have, and then take that other money and spend it elsewhere for stuff that we really need? It's going to be people that have money that are, you know, maybe middle middle class, upper middle class to rich. Or people that just, you know, fuck it. Let's put it on the let's put it on the credit card, and then we'll pay it off. I don't know. It just. I, I'm excited for it, and I'm also disappointed because I know at that price point I'll never do it. I'll never do it. There's, I. I, I would be hoping for two. I'd hold it up too much. I'd be expecting too much at that price point. At that price point, this thing is going to have to wow me. And if it doesn't, I am going to have buyer's remorse for months. If it doesn't live up to my expectations at, at that price point, and in and especially with having my son's going to be eight here in a little bit. I and when he got sick, and then we got sick when we went down there, and then we spent a whole day in the hotel because all of us were trying to get a little bit better so we could have the rest of vacation. No, I just maybe if it was just a couple, 
let's say a man and a wife are older and the kids are all gone or you know you never had kids but you're you're both big star wars fans yeah maybe you know 4800 still a lot of moolah though that's still a lot of money man but you know maybe you didn't have kids you're a big star wars fan and you go and that i think would make more sense i don't know am i i hope i'm making sense i don't want to be critical of this but it just the more i heard about this as it was getting closer to announce the more i was like oh oh really and then they announced it and gave us a lot of the information i was like i'm like no no i'm it 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 was disappointing it it was just disappointing for me because i know that i'm probably never going to do it there's no way i could ever expect a wife to want to spend you know five thousand dollars just for two nights (laughs) no so here's here's the kicker too Here's the kicker. So, you know, you scroll down and it gives you all the information and uh, and it and it looks fabulous. But at the at the very bottom, at the end, it says, and this is on the Disney website. It says, We encourage that you extend your vacation with a stay at the Disney Resort Hotel bef- at a Disney Resort Hotel before or after your Star Wars uh galactic star cruiser adventure so what they're saying is is on top of the i don't know you got four kids or two kids two people four people on top of the six thousand you just dropped now go have a normal disney vacation that's already expensive too it's not six thousand for well i mean it can be for two nights what am i saying but (laughs) okay uh, you know, I unfortunately that would not be me. Um, I guess that's all I got to say about that. We'll see. Maybe after the after a year or two of this thing running, we'll get deals. And be, maybe if you go to like, you know, a travel agent, they'll have deals and ways for you to get in there. And who knows? Who knows if this is just going to remain like an experience or they just change it to be like a hotel. Or maybe they'll build a Star Wars hotel that's just a hotel that you can go and stay at. And you don't have to spend, you know, you know, an arm and a leg. Well, you spend an arm and a leg anyway. But you don't have to, like, mortgage the house to go and stay at it. And you could just have a normal Disney vacation. But, you know, it's going to be a Star Wars hotel and not the experience. So I hope that's what happens because that would be nice, you know. We are going back to Disney too um, next year. <laughs> as I as, as I rip Disney about how expensive they are and what the hell, um, I make plans to go. So yeah, it it'll it's not going to be till later on next year, you know. Um, so that'll be fun, I'm sure. Quake Remastered is coming out for the Switch, PS4. PC and Xbox One. This is this is I like this. This is so neat. I love when they do stuff like this. Um I didn't know this was coming out and or maybe I did and I just forgot, but uh I love this. This is so great. And I'm going to I know uh, limited run games is is uh going to sell uh the physical versions for the Switch and PS4. I don't know if Xbox One is getting a physical release. Um Limited Run Games doesn't do anything with Xbox or Microsoft, but I don't know if Microsoft itself is going to do anything. Um, but uh, I do know for like PC, uh, if you already own it, on uh, like the 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 old Quake on Steam or or just you know PC, it's going to be a downloadable like kind of like an expansion pack or something. Um, it's not going to be I don't think the full game. I think well. It, well, I'm guessing if you don't own it, it's going to be the full game. But uh, if you already have it, it's just going to be like an upgrade that you download. Um, so that's really cool. And, and 
it will be able to be played on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X uh, in the backwards compatibility mode, which is which is pretty cool. It's going to run at 60 frames per second and 4K on some platforms. Um, obviously not to switch, but the funny thing is, I think that's the platform I'm going to get it on. I really, really would like it on the switch. Um, you know, on the PC, uh, I want to say that it's going to run faster. I read that somewhere and then I couldn't find it when I was putting my notes together, uh, before I, I, I started here, but I, I, I'm almost positive that, just like with anything else in gaming, when it comes out, something comes out on the PC and across the consoles, you're going to get um, the best version of it probably on PC. And actually, uh, uh, another thing that I found that was really interesting is that uh, the Modern Vintage Gamer was actually one of the developers and had been working on this for, for a while. And uh, it's really funny because... Um, he put a video out the other day about it right after I seen that it was being released. Now, it hasn't been released yet, I don't think. Or maybe that's just limited run games hasn't done their pre-orders yet. Anyway, but he, he did his video and um, was like, yeah, you know, I, I've been working on this and I had to keep quiet and it was really hard sometimes to keep quiet. But, uh, you know... You know, I'm really excited about this, and it looks really nice. And I've seen the trailer. I've seen footage of this thing being played on, like, Switch and stuff. And it looks it looks great. And I actually already have uh, Doom. I don't know if it's remastered, but the original Doom, um, I ordered it through Limited Run Games. I don't know when it's going to, when it's actually going to come, but, uh, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was remastered or not. I just... <sighs> Those old games, I, I'm a sucker for. You re-release them on one of these newer consoles, I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to buy it. I am. So, uh, I am a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big Aliens fan. The, the movie franchise. Well, not the franchise. The, the original Alien movie and the, uh, the second one, Aliens. And they're both really different movies. Um, the, the first one, Aliens, which is a really Scott movie, is, is definitely a classic. And God, that thing was made in like 79 and it still holds up today. And that's more, I would say, of a horror game than anything. Um, it, it'll, it's still super scary. And it was on the other night and I turned it on and my son was sitting there and I'm like, oh, no, no, we'll never, you'll never sleep again here. And, uh. I shut it off, and he's like, well, wait. He's like, I'm going to watch that. I was like, no. But maybe when he gets a little bit bigger, uh, yeah, I'll let him watch that. But no, it's it's that thing's just way too scary. So that's the first one. But then you get like the, into the second one, and it, it, it was done by James Cameron. And he was the guy that did, you know, Titanic and Avatar and, you know, Terminator and Terminator 2, I want to say. Um, and Aliens 2 was more of an action movie with the, the Marines that go in with Sigourney Weaver um, to find out what happened to the colonists. And anyway, so for the longest time, uh, you know, Nerf has always made guns that kind of look like what was in that movie, but not, but they weren't really the same gun. And now they're actually going to make, you know, a, M41-A Pulse Rifle. That's the name of it. I, I was searching for the name here because they just don't call it the Pulse Rifle. They got to do the M41-A. It's like, okay, just call it the uh, Pulse Rifle from Aliens. But anyway, so yeah, they're gonna they're putting this thing out, and it's up for pre-orders right now on the Hasbro Nerf website. The pre-orders, I believe, go to the end of... Let's see here. To the end of October. So October 31st. So Halloween. And it is $94.99. So it's it's no small ch- uh, chunk of change there. It's it's a little pricey. Um, I'm not saying that I pre-ordered it. But I'm not saying that I didn't pre-order it. I may have. Um, I think it's an open pre-order. Um I'm guessing it doesn't say that. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, but 
uh, I got to assume uh, since they give you a date to where you can order it till. So otherwise they would just leave it um, no date. And then whenever it sells out, it sells out anyway. So yeah, it's pre-ordered. And then uh, it says the estimated, uh, the approximate ship date is going to be October of next year. So you got a whole year to wait for this thing to come. But I mean, it's this, uh, you know, this thing is totally not a necessity for anybody. Um, it's just, you know, it's going to go up on a shelf and be displayed. I know that's what I'm going to do. I already have the the Airsoft pulse rifle that they came out with. One of my friends is a big Aliens fan, and he sold it to me about four years ago, four or five years ago. And um, I have it in my game room here, although I don't have it displayed very well. I got to I gotta work on that a little bit here. Um, this winter, I'm going to reorganize a whole bunch of stuff down here and uh, do a game room tour. But yeah, so, and then I'm going to have that come next year. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to see uh, how nice this thing is. I mean, in the end of the day, it is a Nerf gun, but it is going to have a little extra stuff. It's going to have that LED counter on the side, which tells you how many rounds you have in there, um, which is, it's, it's, it's so cool. I, I, I'm loving this. I love it. I love that movie. Um, as a kid, I can't tell you how many times I watched Aliens. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that Nightmares didn't come with that. But, you know, I still love them. I still love the movies. Um, now, it, it, any of the Alien movies after that? Well, that that's a whole nother segment. And I don't I don't feel like getting into that this time. Um, but maybe maybe next time I have a friend that's really into it. Like I said, the guy that. I bought the pulse rifle from and maybe I'll have him on and we're going to talk a little aliens. So, all right guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. It's been fun. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my co-host wasn't here. I don't, I don't know that that's going to work out. It's just so hard with people and their schedules and with families and everything. It's just, I don't know. If people show up and, and want to get on here, I'm going to let them get on. I mean, whatever. Um, no big deal. We're still going to do it. I'm still going to be here. I mean, come on. Where, where would this be without me? I mean, really. <laughs> All right, guys. But once again, thanks for hanging out with me. It's been a real pleasure talking to you guys. Until next time, good night and goodbye. Hello?